Welcome to another episode of Schumann Says. It's been uh, uh, about two weeks since our last episode. Had had some things come up last week, but we're here. We got a lot to cover. Uh, but before we get into that, Coach, how's how's uh, how's everything been going? Uh, yeah, it's been a turbulent week. Uh, my mother-in-law, Jill Miller, passed away. She worked here for 29 years. Uh, she basically uh, mentored me as I became a head coach in 1987-88. Uh, she was athletic uh, secretary. So we're going through that, and uh, I had to go to dentist, get two teeth pulled, so I've been out of whack about that. Uh, we've had basketball, track, wrestling. So uh, we're finishing up winter sports and heading in spring sports, but uh, we're starting to get our bounce back and uh, get things going. Yeah, it has been pretty hectic around here. You know, lots of, uh, you know, track meets and, and wrestling tournaments and all kinds of things like that. The weather has not been cooperating recently. Oh, gosh, no. Uh, it's been raining pretty heavily for the last week, two weeks, really. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hopefully that'll clear up soon as we get spring sports rolling. Uh, but before we get into any of the Fork Union news, we do have to rewind a few weeks and talk about the Super Bowl because we haven't had a chance to discuss that on the podcast yet. Um, so I wanted to get your thoughts about the game. Uh, Chiefs winning, you know, beat the 49ers. I don't think a lot, you know, a lot of people weren't surprised by that. Uh, I picked the 49ers just to kind of be a little, you know, different. But Patrick Mahomes showed up and uh, Andy Reid got his first Super Bowl. What do you think about that? Yes, sir. Yeah, um, two Thursdays ago, I was in Philadelphia for my sister's wedding. Victoria Schumann got married 15 years, dating the same guy, finally had a courthouse wedding. While I was there, <clears throat> that Thursday they had Andy Reid Day. A lot of people were calling nice. in, and you know how Philadelphia fans are. They were uh, calling in saying they shouldn't have Andy Reid Day because he's hypocritical. And <laughs> some of them were like, no, he was the leading uh, win-getter as a head coach with the Eagles. Yeah. So listening to all that, I said, you know, I'm going to – I think Andy Reid deserves to win the game. Mm -hmm. So uh, just driving to and from – uh, five hours up, five hours back, listen to everything on the radio. Uh, I was pulling for Andy and the Chiefs. Then uh, we have a former player, uh, Travis Crittenden, who's with their uh, strength and conditioning. Mm -hmm. So I was supporting him there. But as the game, the ebbs and flow of the game, I was watching like, oh, man, San Francisco jumps out, uh, gets up on them, gets things moving. And then uh, – Shanahan, what, uh, Mahomes, he had like three quarters that were horrible, couldn't throw it, couldn't do anything, had interceptions. And then all of a sudden, they pulled it out. And then the backlash on uh, Coach Shanahan aborting the run game and mm -hmm. uh, starting to throw it again like he did in the other Super Bowl with the Atlanta Falcons. But it was good. It was an uh, exciting finish. And uh, thought the Chiefs would get it. They got it. And uh, now we're in off season. We're getting ready for the NFL Combine, baby. Yeah, it's uh, you know, I gotta say, I think it was one of the best games that I've the best yeah. Super Bowls I've seen in a while. You know, again, it was back and forth. Um, like you said, San Francisco jumped out there for a little while, uh, but you know, the Chiefs never gave up. Came back from down down ten points in the fourth quarter, um, which is always exciting. You know, I thought the halftime show was pretty awesome as well. You know, I guess there were some people complaining about that, but. There's no complaints for me on that one. I think the, the you know, Jennifer yeah, Lopez and Shakira look I'm great. Good. I'm good with the halftime show. <laughs> exactly. uh, commercials were up to par. Yeah. Love the commercials. Um, 
Yeah, uh, I was sitting there with my wife. She didn't like the halftime show that much, but uh, and her friends were chiming in about it. But uh, I was good with it. Pretty yeah. good. Pretty good. I think most. Show. I think most guys uh, kind of feel the same way we do. You know, last year they had that that one guy uh, from Maroon Five taking his shirt off and all that, and you know, didn't bother me too much. But it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh, and then this year they kind of paid us back for that one. I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was um, definitely a good a good product overall, I would say. Yeah, um, and it's right there in a great location, showing mm-hmm. the beach, talking about South Beach while the game was on. Mm. Yeah, I can only imagine the party that the Chiefs have had afterwards. I mean, yeah. But being down by 10 and then going on three straight drives and uh, knocking it out and having a big celebration. So, which, uh, Travis Kelsey's got a ring. Mm-hmm. Travis Crittenden's got a ring. Mahomes, Andy Reid. Uh, most of those guys were on the uh, Eagles staff, uh, former Eagles staff. Donna McMahon, McNabb came back, gave him a talk. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like a lo- many, many of his pro former players love him. Yeah, Brian Dawkins said some things about him. Uh, a lot of guys were calling in that radio show that played for him. Was like, hey, this dude takes care of his players. We love playing for him. He's a player coach. So uh, good, good way. Good way to signal the end of the NFL season. Um, again, probably would be one of the most viewed TV shows ever. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, we're football guys. We love it when it's a, a positive situation and seem like every good hard-nosed battle, one lopsided, and the the guy we were rooting for pulled it out. So that was cool. Yeah, I think that's you know the biggest thing that the NFL hopes for is just not a blowout. I mean, you know, last year it was like thirteen to three or whatever it was, and that's you know. Defensive struggle is cool, but I like to see some points getting scored, and that was what was good about that game. You know, wide open plays every once in a while, good run game, um, an exciting comeback. So you really can't ask for more as a fan. All day on the radio show, people were just like, you know what they're going to do? They're going to put the fastest receiver on um, Sherman, the big tall corner. He can't cover this and that and so on. Then all of a sudden, they put the old Clemson guy on him. He shook him, got down, boom. Uh, got Watkins, I think his yep. name is Sammy Watkins, yep. put him on him, had the big catch, got him down there for the score. So uh, it was amazing how everybody, everybody predicted that sooner or later, put your fast guy on him and let him burn him. He, he's losing the step. He can't cover fast people. And all of a sudden, there it was. Exactly, exactly. what I heard on the radio for 18 hours, it seemed like. <laughs> so good game, good way to send it off. Now, uh, you know, we got the spring lean going. Mm-hmm. We got the NFL combine to look forward to. So that's cool. Definitely. Pretty cool. So before we move on to the spring league, which I do want to touch on, um, Mahomes being the MVP, right choice? Definitely. I think, yeah. um, you know, you got to go with the quarterback, star quarterback. I think he did enough to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at one time they were even saying a uh, guy on the 49ers should be it. I, I don't know if it's the running back or whomever had huh. the, yeah, the best That would have been interesting. Yeah. There was, like, during the broadcast, like, you know, a couple of those announced, like, I would select one of these 49er guys. But, uh, no, I I think, you know, if you throw – if you lead three comeback touchdown drives in the fourth quarter, serve to get it. I'm, I'm with that. I agree. I think it's um – I think it's going – it kind of marks a, a little bit of a turning point for the NFL. I mean, now we have a quarterback who, by all metrics, seemed too small. 
Uh, seemed like he was going to get broken in half as soon as he hit the NFL, and now he's a Super Bowl MVP. Um, do you think that more coaches are going to start looking for guys like a Patrick Mahomes that they wouldn't have before, or what do you oh, think? Oh, I think so. I think, I think you know, they're getting out of that prototype of the big, tall quarterback, mm-hmm. pro professional quarterback, drop back guy. They're seeing now what, you know, an athlete can do. Uh, to what? The rookie of the year was the Arizona Cardinals guy who's yeah. a short guy, can fly around. He, I think Murray. he led their team in rushing. And uh, Heisman Trophy guy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you went through it this year with a, a non-scrambling quarterback. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you had another guy in there, you probably would have won two or three games on that prep league. For sure. And same way with uh, uh, being a postgraduate coach forever. We always had a NCAA dropback guy, but we also wanted to try to change the momentum with a scrambler guy. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we, we've been through it. And uh, um, seemed like when I, was, I had these tall, lanky guys that were strictly drop back, man, I got heavy pressure all the time and mm, couldn't get the ball out, held the ball too long, all this stuff. So mm-hmm. I, th- I think uh, I think these it wouldn't shock me to Tua with Alabama's up there. Yep, um, good scrambling type guy. I think a lot of people are positioning for him. I think also it's going to be interesting to see where these um, uh, older quarterbacks go, like Tom Brady and Phillip Rivers. Uh, I got my eye, watch my eye on them and oh, see yeah. where they're going to go. I'm always been a big fan of Phillip Rivers. I mean, the guy's been in what San Diego and LA Chargers forever and has put up big numbers. So mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to see, you know, see see who's going to tab like Tampa Bay, what they're going to do. So on. Yeah, a lot of teams can be improved just by picking, you know, him or you know, obviously Tom. It's Cam it's Newton. Hard to see what's going to happen. Yeah, where, Cam, where Cam Newton. Newton goes. I mean, Cam Newton was the force for a little while, and he got all banged up and got out of whack a little bit. It's going to be see how he does it. <clears throat> I just saw where Jameson Winston got his eyes Fix. uh, fixed, yeah. so it's going to be interesting to see what he does or if they move out, and then you know. Johnny Manziel is still running his mouth trying to get in the league. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely it's definitely going to be a crazy offseason. There's no doubt about that. I mean, we've got a bunch of quarterbacks sh- shuffling around. Um, you know, the biggest rumor I've heard that would not make me happy, but uh, Tom Brady to the Cowboys. That's that's the biggest speculation right now. Yeah, that was crazy, too. I heard that one. Like, send Tom to the Cowboys, draft a younger guy, <laughs> let him toolich him. Get rid of Dak Prescott. So that was crazy. That's crazy. I mean, it it makes more sense than people I think are giving it credit for. You know, I mean, Cowboys have the brand. You know, they have the receivers. They have the O line. There's really no downside to it. I can see uh, other no, than I don't know. I think it's a great move. That's yeah. a great put out by whoever put that out. Their GM or yeah, somebody in Dallas, their radio station, whatever. I think that's a good move and. I think it'd be a good move for Tom. I mean, they have all the weapons. They have good defensive players. Plug those guys in <coughs> and uh, let Tom drive that offense and see if they can get them. Yeah. Because they said what they were saying the other day on some talk show that, you know, Jerry uh, Jones is a now guy. He wants to win now. He ain't yeah. waiting two, three, four years down the road. So bring Tom in, get a get a Super Bowl. Get that out of the way. Get us what fifth uh, Super Bowl ring, and yeah. then uh, start reloading. So uh, I think that's a good move. 
I really hope it doesn't go down, honestly, as a Redskins fan. But, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. Uh, it certainly, like we said, is going to be a pretty ex- interesting offseason. There's going to be new kind of updates popping out all the time. So, you know, as soon as we get some new news, we will cover it here on the show. Um, but I did want to move on to the new, as you mentioned, Spring League. We've been talking about it a few times on the show, um, but it's finally here. We finally got to look at it. The XFL has now officially made its return. Um, I thought it was awesome. What'd you think, Coach? Uh, I definitely thought it was awesome. I watched every game. Yeah, watched me too. Every freaking game from Saturday all the way to Sunday night. I thought it was exciting. I thought the new rules were uh, very well done. I mm-hmm. uh, like the uh, reviews. I think they mimic what the what the AF AAFL did. So it was cool to watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, our guy Cardell Jones showed up and uh, put on a show. Oh yeah, and he he made some plays that he made here. He made some plays that he's made in college. Um, I remember when we were at Wagner. He made the same plays and he leaped over a guy. I know, I remember in uh, one of those playoff games for Ohio State, he did a leap. So it's going to be interesting to see if the next few games if he tries to hurdle guy. But um, I liked it. I liked their defense on all teams. I was sad that the L.A. team uh, fired their defensive coordinator already. Yeah, Pepper, Pepper Johnson. Johnson's One good game. guy. Yeah, it was sad that it's happened. crazy. Seemed like uh, Jim Zorn had the same problems. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get his offensive going. Even though I like that comparison of uh, they were um, – the one side play column was so long, Pepper yeah. – Pepper, uh, Whatever that guy's name is, the head coach at uh, Washington, Washington. Oh, Pep Pep Hamilton. Yeah, Pep Hamilton had like two paragraph calls, <laughs> and Zorn was just like, "Hey, right, sixty-seven, go," exactly. you know, stuff like that. But I mean, to have everybody wired up and listening to the call, and I think that's a great idea too of having most of your offensive guys on the communication headset. Yeah, and I like listen to the head coach saying, "All right, look, receiver." You're going to have to hit the outside shoulder and make a break. And right. Cardell, you need to look this guy off and get it to him. I mean, to me, that was interesting communication, and uh, it was inter- interesting information for the fans. So, yeah, hopefully they'll keep it up, and uh, I'll be I'll be watching it this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I like think um, I think it was pretty obvious from the from the first game. You know, having having starting with the DC game was pretty uh good idea because yeah. again it was two pretty evenly matched teams with guys you've heard of playing um but on top of that the product was just good you know it was a back yeah. and forth game the whole time um and like you said i think bringing the fans into the the huddle basically mm. uh allowing us to hear the play call for us as coaches we can kind of understand and break down what they're saying to the casual fan they don't really know what they're saying but it's still cool yeah. Uh, and then all the interviews, you know, that kicker missed a kick and then immediately <laughs> got a mic in his face. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's pretty, it's a pretty cool product. You can tell that they've uh, spent those some guys, time. Um, the punter put the ball right on, like, the one oh yard line. Oh, my gosh, yeah, guy Marquette. Down and uh, knocked it in. And then, uh, what, McAfee was there. Like, <laughs> Man, hey, it was good effort, but why'd you do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. And same way, too, of having the D.C. play in the soccer stadium. Mm-hmm. And those fans were partying, man. Oh, they yeah. Were partying. I mean, it, it made me feel like we got to go Oh, we're going. There. We're going. We There's no doubt. We got to roll in there. Yeah. Man. There is no doubt about that. I mean, Being I, in there, they were partying all day. To, 
what they sold. Man, they had all those um, shields and stuff yeah. going on, and it was cool. I, I I read somewhere where Ohio and the Cleveland area had the most, um, you know, uh, fans watching the game hmm. during the D.C. time because of Cardell. He's from yeah. Cleveland oh, yeah. and, and, you know, Ohio State background. So yeah. that, that was pretty cool. Yeah. But no, it was a good weekend. Uh, good weekend of football for me, and uh, it was cool to watch. Yeah, I think that's the biggest key, um, at least my biggest takeaway, is compared to the AAF, compared to the USFL, and even the first round of XFL, the quality of the football was much, much higher. I mean, it wasn't even close uh, compared to the last time the XFL was around. That was just yeah. a crapshoot, you yeah, know? That was just, um, you know, WWE entertainment. But this exactly. was good football. And it was good play calling, good defense, good tackling. Oh, yeah. You know, just like, you know, I remember one time about 20 years ago, I had a coach come here and was talking to me about our roster. And then he said, hey, we were playing hard game. He said, hey, you know, they got good players too. And I always thought that. So, you know, everybody has good players. Yeah. And it's a fine line to be cut. You could be the 53rd, 55th guy and cut. And then you go into XFL and you're the star. I mean, receivers now, those receivers in the – XFL league were fast, yeah. tall, thick. I couldn't believe it. Well, uh, one of them, I can't remember who it was, but somebody had a six foot five guy who made a couple catches, got a touchdown. So, uh, yeah, good running backs. Mm -hmm. I thought the uh, one running back who was cut by the Redskins had a good day. Yeah. Uh, Jones, was it? Yeah, Matt yeah. Jones. Matt Jones, yeah. he had a good day at 85 yards of carry. So he, he was looking pretty good. And uh, I think the only guy who really didn't do well was Murray out of Tampa Bay, the, the old Georgia right. quarterback. He didn't do very well. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they bring him back as a starter this weekend or not. But uh, uh, thumbs up on XFL. I'll definitely. watch it. I'll watch definitely. it this weekend. Yeah, I'm definitely, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And then, like you said, we're definitely going to get out to a game. I think to me what's going to be most interesting moving forward is two things. One, um, if they are able to retain their players for next year, because you know the NFL is going to come after some of those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, and what their contingency is if they start to lose those players. You know, I, I, they've talked about or, or uh, Luck has gone on interviews and said that, you know, they don't have any requirements for time in college. So, you know, maybe they'll get a freshman or sophomore coming in. Actually, I think that happened. They were talking about a West Virginia guy. He was at West Virginia for two years mm -hmm. and then said, nah, I'm going pro. And he latched on <clears throat> with XFL, and he's playing to move his stock move up, up right. in the draft. Right. It's and like I think a that's a great idea. I think that's how they should operate. I mean, if the NFL yeah. was smart, they would embrace this league, you know, because it's like you said, there are those 55th, 56th guys that are still got – they still got the juice, but yeah. maybe not quality enough to be in the NFL. Let them play in the developmental league. The spring league, whatever. Um, as long like as the fan interest is there. Complain, Gruden complained about Hackenberg. Like in old time, you could bring in a third quarterback and give him some reps. Yeah. But now with all the stipulations of practice and no hitting, you can't work these younger guys. Say, mm -hmm. hey, man, you do like the NBA does. Yeah. Sign them to a two-way contract, you know? Yeah. NBA says, hey, we'll sign you. You'll play a couple games down here, and we'll bring you up, blah, 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 all that. So, same thing, man. I mean, I would do the same, man. Yeah, could be mm. good. It could be good. So, you know, again, it's a, it's in its infancy right now, and I think uh, by all the metrics available, 
I think we can say it was a success on the first week. Now, I think everybody's pointing this weekend, like right. This is going to be the big test. Be the same odds on it, or if they're going to lose some. So yeah, I mean, I know AAF was popping the first week it was out. Uh, so second week it dropped off pretty dramatically. The problem with that though was AAF. You had to like have a special app to watch, and there was like no real TV deals. This is ESPN, Fox, you know ABC. This is not hiding anywhere. And I think all those is. You know, historical coaches did a good job. Yeah. I think, you know, Zorn was a little off on his uh, offense. He's got to get that tweaked. Um, you know, I got rid of Pepper Johnson, which mm-hmm. is sad. But for the most part, June Jones, even uh, Jerry Granville, is it? Mm-hmm. The old guy. So, yeah. He's like 78 years yeah. old. He's been a gunslinger forever. I mean, he got his defensive going there. They got down, and then they brought him back. But I think they lost a uh, close one. But I thought it, you know, I think the only upset was what Dallas was favored heavily, and they lost. Yeah. And I like that little gambling over-under thing next to the score. That's cool, too. Yeah, I mean, the gambling numbers Mm. is cool. And then, you know, it's like you said, I think it's going to take some time adjusting. Like Jim Zorn – if I'm Jim Zorn, I'm going for it on fourth down every time. You know, you gotta you gotta use the rules yeah. to your advantage. They're still a little, still a little, con- you know, uh, a yeah. conservative, trying to play like the NFL. I think, I think that'll his change. first punt, they were all one like should have went for it, but it got down to like the two or three. Yeah, and so uh, we'll give him that one. Yeah, it's like all right, well, damn. Yeah, but I mean, I like the extra point, the strategy of one, three, or five. That's yeah. cool. That was cool to watch it, and. uh no, thumbs up there, man. Definitely. I'm on it. I'm on that thing Saturday night. Yeah, and we'll, uh, you know, again, we'll we'll be going to a game most likely, uh, you know, March or something. First I don't Saturday know. Saturday off, yeah. man. It's got a home game. We on. Exactly. So, you know, stay tuned for that because we'll definitely, I'm sure I'll film a little bit of that and put, put a little video together because that'll be exciting. Um, and hopefully we get to see Cardell and, and, you know, whoever else is out there. We you got know. Cardell, uh, Muhammad Cisse, who went from us. To Marshall, then he transferred to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. He's a corner. I think he's with Seattle. And then uh, we got Isaiah Battle, mm-hmm. who is a big time player that came in from Blue Ridge High School over here in uh, Dyke, Virginia. Then he went down to Clemson. He's bounced around the NFL a little bit, and uh, now he's uh, in the XFL. So we got some guys we can look at. Right. And uh, Keep on trucking. Yeah, we'll check the rosters here. I meant to do that before the show, but I forgot. Um, we'll check them. the roster. Those three guys. Oh, that's right it? There. That's it. Okay. Got three in. So we got three. Three is better than zero, and I yeah. expect that that number will expand as the league continues. Um, you know, like I said, they have enough funding for three years, so we can hope that they're at least going to be around for – if they make it to year two, that's a wild success. So yes, sir. we'll keep an eye on it and, uh, you know, keep, keep you updated as to what's going on with those games because we're going to be watching them. Uh, the next topic I wanted to touch on <clears throat> is the recent MLB news. There's all kinds of stuff going on in the MLB world. Uh, they got spring training firing up, which, as we mentioned last time, seems like it's crazy. It's already starting again. It's already. It just ended. But here we are. Um, and the first thing was, obviously, what I perceived as probably one of the worst press conferences in the history of baseball was that Houston press conference today where they basically apologized for getting caught, at least in my mind. Um, what didn't really seem like they were very sorry that they did what they did. They were just upset that they got caught, and, oh, we feel bad about it. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, we get that all the time, man. Like, you know, after the fact, I'm sorry, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But, um, you know, it's like 
I just feel bad for the teams who lost and for that one pitcher who got dominated. Yeah. And now I, I think he's trying to sue to get some money back because, I mean, they blasted that guy and won that game and folded his career. So yeah. anything that they can do to get back, I mean, it, um, the heads of the Major League Baseball to get back them, sue them, get some money, uh, suspend them, I even put them out of the league for a year or something. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, – yeah, it's sad. It's sad, but you know, people people try to do that stuff all the time, man. They yeah. got to get an edge. You know, they're mm -hmm. always getting on Belichick for, you know, he always got, he's always two steps ahead of people, and he gets caught, and they're like, well, you know, it's not the rule book, or we only did this for a reason, right? You know, it's crazy, but um, yeah, I mean, Major League Baseball, they need to do something to get over this hump and uh, uh, make it more exciting. You know, I mean. What Harper left the Nationals to go to Philly to try to rev that up, and that didn't happen. Yeah, that didn't really do anything. That didn't happen. So, you know, what the Mookie Betts just moved somewhere, what, to the Dodgers to keep the Dodgers going. Yeah. Then they got, what, uh, the pitcher out of Georgia Tech who was at the Red Sox. David, David somebody, can't remember his name, but Dodgers got him. But, you know, I like Mike Trout. I like uh, the guy that plays, what, pitches and hits. Mm -hmm. O'Hanahan or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, hey, if baseball can get it resurrected, I'll watch that too, man. I'm a baseball guy. Yeah, I mean, right now baseball is struggling uh, with particularly the younger demographic. I mean, a lot of people perceive it in, in the younger age as boring. I mean, I, you know, I grew up playing baseball. I always liked baseball. But I can definitely see why people think it's boring. I mean, four-hour game – not a whole lot happening most of the time. Unless you're really into the strategy of the game, it can be a boring experience to watch, you know, unless it's like the ninth inning or, you know, whatever. Um, and in line with that, the MLB has announced a few rule changes that they want to make, and all of this is just proposed at the moment. But the big one that I found to be pretty interesting was expanding the playoff format to seven teams from each division, giving that first seed a bye in the first round, the first round would be a three-game homestand for the higher seed. So it's not you're not traveling back and forth. If you're a low seed, you're a seven seed, you're not getting a home game. And then the most interesting part of that is the second seed gets to choose who they want to play out of the out of everybody. So you not only have a situation where more teams are making the playoffs, but now you add a little bit of strategy where that number two team is like, all right, we want to play number seven because we're going to you know beat the heck out of you. Should or, be pretty you know, number seven is a team that just, you know, some teams just hand the weather teams. So, if yeah. number two says, hey, number seven beat us. We can't us beat them, yeah. In a series three to one, we better go to six. Right. I like that. I like, I, I like that situation. I like, I mean, our prep league meetings last spring was basically like that. It said, whoever gets the number one seed out of the um, regular season will host the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It used to just go to Richmond, be Richmond officials and everybody. Right. You know, it'd be the Trinity St. Chris Collegiate Festival. And of course. Fork Union Woodbury and St. Anne's is out. So right. they changed that. So St. Anne's is number one. And Charlottesville next weekend will be the Prep League Basketball Tournament, which I'll probably go over there and see and watch because it's close. It's closer drive to Richmond. And For sure. It's a better fan area than uh, – you know what we go through with exactly. Collegiate and St. Chris, so exactly. we're we're good. I'm good with that. Um, 
I like that they're kind of spin off of XFL and NBA. I like the NBA All-Star game where the two captains have a draft. Yeah. I watched the whole thing the other night. I thought it was pretty cool of watching these guys maneuver around. I'll take this guy and you take this guy and then uh, you took my guy. I was thinking about him, so I got to go to another guy. So yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. I yeah, it's definitely so. an interesting way of doing it. Um, you know, it could p- presumably bring back some excitement to the sport. Um, some other proposed changes, they want to extend the mound by two feet to 62 feet. I don't really know about that. Uh, seems, I agree. Yeah. I agree 100%. I mean, just I couldn't believe that people now are reaching 100 miles per hour and they're, they're that close. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm like, wow. It's 60 feet from the home plate. We're yeah, and you're like, barely getting any. Yeah, you're not even getting like, any chance man. to see it. So I, I'm, I'm in that <clears> one. <throat> Move that back a little bit because it seems like now everybody has a 95 and up pitcher. Yep. You know, it's just coming on you. So, Most teams uh, have a couple hundred plus. Yeah. You know, so. So I'm 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 down with that. It's a good one. Yeah, I, like I think uh, I think it's just all about improving the fan experience, honestly. You know, mm-hmm. like, and that's what makes the XFL awesome. Is as a fan, it's it's enjoyable to watch. Baseball still hasn't hit that yet, so they got to figure out a way to make the TV product make you want to sit at home and watch it on Sunday afternoon. And like you know, like I said, I love the Nats, I love baseball, but if it's on, I'll maybe watch thirty minutes here and there and switch to something else. You know, I'm not watching the full game unless we're in the playoffs. So. Uh, anything they can do to improve that, I think, would be good. And adding a little bit of mystery to the playoff system could help generate some buzz around October time frame. You know, September, October will make it a lot more exciting. Plus, it'll give some of those teams a chance that normally wouldn't get in, you know. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, now that'll just give an excuse for the owners to be like, hey, we made the playoffs the last five years, even though they were 85-win teams, you know. Yeah. Now they can try and sucker the fan base into spending more money on tickets or something. Hey, we've been in the playoffs four years in a row. Well, you only won 85 games, so calm down. But, uh, you know, that's something I think that they should just tackle if it, if it happens. I don't think that that's something we should avoid doing because of that. Hey, um, that brings up another situation. Before we graduate, or the first weekend after graduation, since we get out early, we get out May 15th. Right. we got to go to Virginia Squirrels. Okay. Richmond, I went I'm there. with that. Throughout the yeah, first so you pitch, throughout the first pitch. it was uh, an exciting nine-inning situation. In between innings, the entertainment, yeah, uh, the throwing out the first pitch, uh, it was it was top-notch. So I mean, that's I'm the, definitely going back. That's <laughs> the thing that you know is pretty interesting to think about because they have the minor leagues, which are fan-centric because they have no TV. I mean, they have, you know, few have TV, but really. It's a fan-centric experience. You would think the MLB would be looking at that and saying, hey, how do we adapt some of this stuff and bring it to our game? Half of our football halftime um, shows were stolen from that (laughs) night at uh, the Virginia Girls game. I'm telling you, it was crazy. I mean, I got some more that I didn't get to, so next football season – We'll you keep know, it we, fresh. I was the halftime entertainment, so hey. we had to do it wore me out. That's disc good. golf wasn't good, so we gotta get rid of disc golf. <laughs> we'll move on to something else from disc, disc golf, golf relay wasn't good, man. <laughs> but no, Virginia Squirrels, like you said, I mean, the days are long here and the weeks are fast, so yeah. we we bust our tail twenty hours a day, but all of a sudden we're gonna be in May, so we gotta retool before we get into Summer school or summer camps, we got to hit Virginia Squirrels. We got to hit D.C. Definitely. For XFL, go yeah. rafting, do something. Get our 
get our batteries charged to get ready to go for next year. I agree. And, uh, you know, if you got any suggestions out in the chat yeah, for, for activities to do in May time frame, let us know. We get uh, out early. Yeah, we're, we're out May 15th, so we're going to have at least like half a month where normally we would be in school where mm. we're going to need some activities. So if you got any ideas, drop them in the chat, uh, drop them in the, the comments below, and we will definitely uh, give it a shot. Um, so moving on to the last segment here, um, we got to update what's going on with the Fork Union News. It's been a few weeks since we've had an update. A uh, lot going on. we got spring sports getting ready to start. We've got winter sports wrapping up. Um, and right before we were coming on, you were just telling me about the, the wrestling team and their adventures this weekend. So what's going on with them? Wrestling, um, they're heading to states. They're going down um, Bowling Green, Virginia. Um, they got weigh-ins Friday, February 14th at 3.30. And then uh, they're going to uh, work out a little bit Friday night. Make sure they, you know, that there's a, a plus two either way with your weight. So they're going to get in there and uh, probably get some cardio, get the weights, and then Saturday we're on. It's the Visa State Wrestling Tournament. Uh, we have a lot of ranked guys. We got one guy that's ranked number one in his classification, and then we have I think I counted out one two, number two and three number three. So nice. uh, we're projected to be third in the state, and. Uh, if we can get our ones and twos through that and capture some state championships, then they'll move on to nationals the following week. So uh, we're fired up about that. Um, Dean Hall and his crew, we need a trophy. Get a trophy. Get us home. Then we got track in the state uh, meet. Um, we had uh, two prep league champions, uh, Cadet Reynolds, fastest guy on campus, Won the 60-yard uh, dash or 60 meters and led some relays. Um, so he would probably be a state champion um, coming in uh, Saturday at St. Chris. So uh, got some things going on. We got swimming down in there. We had six swimmers and two divers um, qualify for their state meet. They're down in Christiansburg Aqua Center, which I've been there many times. It's huge, and it's a beautiful place. So they left today. Um, they have diving tomorrow. They'll have uh, get in the pool and swim a little bit Friday afternoon, and then they're on Saturday. So we're, we're expecting them to be back. Uh, yeah, then we got PG Basketball, who's on a <coughs> tear right now. PG Basketball went to Virginia Westland and played Hargrave, uh, a nationally ranked team, beat them in overtime. Then we beat Carolina uh, Academy, beat them. And then we just beat Massanut and another big-time uh, uh, PG outfit uh, Tuesday. So uh, looking pretty good going into Massanutton's military circuit. We got, uh, we got Mount Zion Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock, and then we come back for an early Sunday game. So uh, Mount Zion's a pretty, pretty darn good team. So... Uh, if they can get one, maybe two wins, I think we'll get in the national showcase hey, that's and nice. uh, qualify there. Uh, so we got Massanut this weekend, Hargrave next weekend in their tournament, and then we sit and wait and see if we make the national showcase. So uh, things are man, rolling, man. It's a big weekend for, for winter sports. I mean, like, you know, it's like we say, finish strong, right? I mean, this, finish, man. this finish is finishing pretty strong. Finish so. Uh, it's exciting weekend. Again, we'll update you as 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 to the results of that. Hopefully, we uh, you know are successful. I'd like to see us bring a few trophies home. But on top of that, 
We also have the spring sports starting on Monday. Um, and it's going to be a pretty exciting season. So I, I, we got the baseball schedule here. we got the lacrosse schedule. Uh, I am the head lacrosse coach, so obviously I'm a little biased. I think that that's going to be a good, you know, good season for me. But I am excited to hear about um, both of these teams and, and what we got coming on the horizon. So w- what's going on there, Coach? Yeah, we'll start off with uh, lacrosse first. March 10th, we have the uh, backyard brawl between Fork Union Military Academy and Fluvanna. It's always a good We're game. going to have a 430 varsity game, and then after the varsity game, we'll have our JVs go at it. So uh, that's going to be a good one. Then two days later, we uh, we got a home match against Hargrave Military. Uh, you know, the, the, the rivalry with Hargrave is there in every sport, so that's going to be a good one. Then we're, uh, we got March 16th, Fuma versus Benedictine, another military clash at 430 at home. And then uh, we go on spring break on the 18th or 19th, so we had a, we got we got to get you back-to-back on that. Yeah. You go to Covenant uh, on the 17th, you'll be away at Covenant at 430. That'd be a good game. Oh, I yeah. think we were close with them last year. I think we're good. Then we got our only uh, Virginia Prep League opponent, Collegiate. We're home against Collegiate at 4.30 uh, on April 1st. April Fool's Day. We're going to fool <laughs> Collegiate, man. So April 8th, we're up at John Paul the Great up in your backyard. Yep. We've been up there. It's a beautiful location of a school. Great campus, yeah. So we're going to put you right up there and let you uh, try to get a win against uh, St. John Paul the Great. Then we play Fuqua here. We beat Fuqua like 17-1 to last year. Uh, we're going to. Uh, get Fuqua again, and then we go back up to Fairfax and play Trinity Christian of Fairfax. Get you back up there, and then boom, our final one will be against Christ Church right here. So I feel comfortable um, that we got a pretty competitive um, um, schedule, and the schedule, uh, I see many wins there. So yeah. uh, I'm not putting pressure on you, but we kept it so that it will be close matches throughout. Right. I mean, you know, I mean, Collegian, they practice all around 365 days a year. So, yeah. uh, you know, I couldn't get them off the schedule. I made a deal with the guy like, hey, if you beat us 17 to nothing or 20 to nothing, we ain't playing next year. Yeah. That's it. yeah. And he assured me that, you know, he understands he'll keep it. Reasonable. A, yeah, a reasonable situation. But, yeah, I uh, mean, that's, that's the hardest part about lacrosse here at, at Fork Union is the teams that are in the prep league, like you said, they grow up playing together since third grade yeah. and they've been they practice all year all the time um, they're coming and, out of, they're coming out of summer ball <clears throat> going to fall ball and then they they're playing their season yeah so it is it is level of competition is pretty stiff but you know like you said the schedule is uh favorable um a lot of winnable games on there and i intend to uh hopefully bring back some wins there um it should be a good season you know it's gonna be interesting to see the types, you know, again, I haven't really even seen the full team that we have yet because so many of them play winter sports, which I love. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of team we have, what level, uh, skill level we're at, and, uh, you know, see how far we could take them. Um, but I do know the baseball team has already been practicing, right? Or they've been. Baseball's been out, out been there. out on the tennis courts, been in the batting cage for about two weeks now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Pitchers have been throwing off the mound. So they basically started just when the pro guys started. And uh, uh, we're in the prep league the first time in the prep league in a long time. So what I tried to do there was schedule uh, 
you know, games, winnable games before we get in the hot. The, the, the I mean, the prep league is pretty good in baseball. Oh, St. Yeah. Chris is good. St. St. Uh, Anne's is good. Uh, Woodbury would be good. Collegiate's going to be good. So we start off with VES on March 3rd. We're down there. Uh, VES is a uh, formidable opponent. We played them close last year. I think we beat them. Uh, we split with them, beat them at home, and lost away. Hmm. Then we're playing Fishburne Military Academy uh, March 5th away, a uh, 5.30 game. They have they rent a place down there in uh, <clears throat> Stewart's Draft. Then we come back March 10th against Fishburne here. It's home. Then March 12th, we're at Hargrave. We play them at home. Then we got Fuqua away. I'm trying to switch that. It's a 6 p.m. Game on March 17th, and I think it's, we're still going to be in the cold, damp weather. Yeah. So I'm trying to get them to move it to 4:30 or flip us. <clears throat> when we come back on March 31st, we play Fuqua at home. So I was thinking maybe they can come to us home, and we go March Switch 31st it. down there where it's yeah. a little bit more comfortable weather. So I worked on that today. Then April 1st, we got VES here at home, and April 3rd we're trinity christian up in fairfax and then boom from april 7th on it's all prep prep league league stuff until we get down to christ church on april 27th yeah i mean it's definitely a grind for the baseball team i mean they uh what's that like 18 games there something yeah and then we have a new mother's day parade on may 8th it's a friday so we have woodbury on the 5th and then again on the 8th so what we're going to do there is i've asked them to play us in a five-inning doubleheader on May 5th. Oh, nice. So we're working on that. It caught me off guard. I went yeah. to Stabby and said, don't we have a Friday pre coming up and say, yeah, Mother's Day. Like, we're going to try something new. We're going to bring the mothers in Friday, give them a ceremony, and then they can take their uh, cadets away and have Sunday, you know, instead of being travel here on Sunday, watch the parade and travel and back travel on back, Mother's yeah. Day, it gives them a better day. That's good. So I, I agree with that. It's a great yeah. idea. So uh, caught me off guard, and I uh, had to switch some things around. So I think I got Woodbury ready to do a doubleheader on uh, May 5th, which means I got to switch Christ Church. We got uh, May 6th at Christ Church. So we can't do a doubleheader on the 5th and then, then travel go, yeah. down there. So yeah, we're rough. trying to slide them to the 7th and uh, finish it up. Since we're getting out on the 15th as a graduation, I'm trying to get everything done the first week of May. Makes sense. So baseball would finish the seventh. You're going to finish the fifth. fifth. Yep. Uh, JV, I think, finishes around the fifth as well. And uh, give us a little time to prepare for graduation exercises and uh, get it done. And yeah, get ready for The only for thing with spring track, our state meet is on graduation weekend. So we'll, we'll house them somewhere, either in Richmond at a motel or keep them in barracks and feed them. And then get them in there Saturday, and they can uh, they can leave from uh, from the state meet. Yeah. So a little bit of hiccup on the new schedule, but hey, I'm I'm a anytime you can uh, have the breaks that we had this year and get out early. That's a win. We'll figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Exactly. And then you know, uh, this being your first full year as the AD, you know, it it you're not bogged down by. The, oh, this is how we always did it. You yeah. know, you're able to be flexible and then change things as needed. So that's definitely a positive. Yeah, the only thing that caught me was the winter break. Yeah. I took heavy hits on the winter break because I thought, you know, normal winter break was Friday to Monday. Right. We always had that Super Bowl Monday off. But uh, 
the Wednesday to Monday got me. Yeah. I had to. That I was squirming on, on that one, man. <laughs> I, I, I took a couple body blows on that thing. So we'll be ready for it next year. Um, scheduling, it, if anything that gets me is scheduling. I, I mean, agree. Scheduling is crazy. Trying to keep up with scheduling and you're trying to schedule and people are coming in to ask you a question, meal money, when do I leave, how do I get my van key, and yep. next thing later, you know, I got two on one day, uh, I got the times wrong. Nobody's ever responding to the emails from the other yeah. team. Yeah, it's That's it's really crazy. tough. Yeah, like Fuqua hit me up today about uh, they can't play JV, and I said, okay, since we're not playing JV, why don't we slide the game down till 4.30 and – yeah. I haven't heard from him. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a you want to come back? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Help me out, man. It's like I know you're checking your emails. Come on, man. So that's uh, the biggest thing of the one year anniversary of the AD is just waiting for officials, checking officials. I mean, it drives me. Checking crazy. the officials is key. That's tough. Yeah. I call the officials. Um, our in basketball season, if our timers were running late. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a couple of timers that come in five minutes before the game, and I'll be calling them and freaking out, like, you got to get here. Get here. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm getting better at it. Hopefully, uh, I'll get better next year. and uh, It'll only be smoother moving forward. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> man, or, you know, do like these big-time private schools and hire me a scheduler. Yeah, there you go. Gosh, there you darn. go. Uh, but, yeah, if you're, you know, interested in seeing those schedules, they are live on it the will website. Be, yep, they're, they're up on the website. I got Kelly to check the baseball schedule. I'm looking at it right now. So, you got everything checked. Good. And, uh, like I said, if I move the Christchurch game to the 7th, we'll be ready to put that up. Yep. Uh, I got to check with Hargrave. I know they want to play us twice in lacrosse. I got them home, and, you know, it's just fair if we're playing twice, one home, one yeah, away. Yeah, definitely. So, I got to get with him. I like he's going an assistant out there too. on their PG uh, basketball, so he's he's traven around probably. Oh, yeah. So once we get ironed ironed out, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got nine games right now. Hey, we get that tenth with Hargrave, Ooh, we're golden. Get that tenth, hey. man. So yeah, again, check the website for those schedules. Uh, you know, there's also an app you can download, which we recommend for that if you want to keep track of what's going on with the sports. Um, make it easier for you to, you know, plan your trips if you want to come catch a game or if we're playing near you. Again, we like I said, there's a few games for uh, uh, lacrosse that are in Northern Virginia. So if you're living up there and you want to come check out a game, please do that. Um, same with baseball. We're all over Richmond and Charlottesville. So uh, if you're in the area, come out and support. Uh, same way, too, if you want to come and throw out the first pitch yeah. for baseball, look at our schedule, send us an email. We can get you out there on the mound. Get Definitely. you a hat, get you a shirt. Uh, we we did that multiple times. Same thing. Uh, we could have an honorary captain with lacrosse, right? Yeah. Don't you have uh, lacrosse captains? Yeah. We have honorary lacrosse. You former players, you know Chip is back. Chip Chase is back. He played for him. Come on. Yeah, definitely. If you want to come be an honorary captain. Again, all of this is centered just around getting the alumni back into the fold. We want you to come back. We want you to be a part of the athletics Join the AD club uh, and just support us um, as we try and get this next generation, the, the Fork Union sports experience that we all had. Um, so, again, if, you, if you're if you interested in helping out, leave us a comment, shoot coach an email, uh, whatever sure. form of communication you can think of to reach out to us, please do that. And 
hopefully the rain is beyond us and it's going to be <laughs> we, sunny. We can only hope. The rain, man, I'm telling you. It's it's the, it's the same for any... every spring. Every time I've been here for spring, that first few weeks is brutal with the rain. Brutal. It's either rain or snow, one of the two. And, you know, we'll see what happens. The first um, lacrosse game last year against Covenant, we had – we had it um, called off during the third period, and so we had to come back the next week and start it right there wow. and finish it. <laughs> it was like a 20-minute second game. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, man, no That's more. Crazy. We cannot have any We're doing the anti-rain lightning. Dance. We yeah. can't have the sirens going off, and we cannot have rain, rain outs at – with baseball yeah we need we need this weather to clear up so spring hurry up and get here but i mean we're gonna recharge and get ready for spring because i mean we just went through 47 home basketball games wow Wow. i was at every one of them it's a lot crazy that's a lot open up the locker rooms for teams watching making sure the officials are there making sure they get their food like man Making sure we got food, escorted a couple parents out, <laughs> put a parent up in uh, timeout in one game. It's been crazy. It's been very crazy. It's a big job. It's a big job. We might uh, have to cut those games. Yeah. <laughs> We're playing too many games. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to make a decision on that one for next year. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much all we have for this episode. Uh, again, check the websites. Please join the AD Club if you want to support our our work here. Uh, check us out on Spotify and iTunes. Leave a review there. Like us on uh, YouTube and uh, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think and we will respond in the next episode. Uh, we'll be back hopefully next week. We'll get another episode in and we will see you then. <laughs>